It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Emily Penton, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Hello. You eat raw meat and raw fat, don't you? I do. I do. Why do you do that? Well, honestly, um, I ate cooked for the whole first year of carnivore. And I just noticed a gradual progression that I just, it's almost like my body just wanted to get like straight to the nutrients and I just wanted it more and more rare and more and more rare until it was just like, I literally like seared it. And then that was it. And then I just was like, you know what? This is the easiest way to eat. This is so simple to cook for. This is so simple to shop for. What if I could push the envelope of laziness? And what if I don't have to cook? And so I was preparing my steak for the day for for lunch. And I just cut it up into little cubes. And I just ate it raw. And it was delicious. And I noticed that I felt better. When I eat cooked stuff, I can eat cooked but it just kind of like sits heavy in my stomach. But when I eat raw, it's just like, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to go do CrossFit or do whatever, or do an interview. Like I'm just ready to go. This is the greatest real 60 second reel ever. <laughs> Yay. People are just going, what? The last interview was a, some author about his book about like hunting discomfort. You've got someone who's talking about eating raw meat and raw fat and but but it's it's better than cooked why is he only eating just cooked meat like what what Laban what happened what's going on maybe uh for those who don't know Emily who is who is Emily Penton and and what is your story I can tell you who Emily Penton was oh I like that Emily Penton was severely mentally ill debilitatingly mentally ill, uh, to the point that, um, my bipolar disorder went into rapid cycling and I had to move in with my mom at the age of 40. And I had been practicing as a therapist. So you don't usually get your master's degree in clinical counseling, practice as a therapist, and then lose your mind and have to move in with your mom. Uh, so that was, uh, 
the most humbling experience I to date that I have had. Um, because I'm supposed to be helping others with their mental health, not have my mental health in the gutter. Um, but uh, anyone who knows about rapid cycling with bipolar disorder knows that it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You literally don't know who you are from one day to the next. And it became unethical for me to practice until I found some stabilization. And thankfully I did eating the carnivore diet. Um, and so February of 20, February 24th of 2019, I went from the standard American diet. And so it wasn't just like I was healthy or I was keto or I was vegan or anything. Like I would literally eat like entire pies by myself, entire cakes by myself, pizzas by myself. Um, it was just bottles, uh, not even bottles of wine. I would get the box. I would have boxes of wine, uh, raw cookie dough that I would eat, you know, straight from the package. Um, or I'd make my own. So it was, it was really bad what I was eating. Um, and then overnight there was this knowing inside of me whenever I first heard about the carnivore diet and that someone else was able to resolve their bipolar disorder. And that's all I needed was hope. And I had that hope and I started eating 50% animal meat and 50% animal fat. And I say that, like, I'm looking at my plate and it's a pile of meat and a pile of fat and that's all I ate. And then my last, uh, manic or depressive episode was in April of 2019. So February 24th to say, you know, the end of April. And, um, I was still on all of my psych meds. So don't run out and eat a steak and stop taking your psych meds. I stayed on all my segments. I stayed in, in under care with my psychiatrist. Um, I stayed under care with him for over two years. Um, and then uh, eventually we were able to taper off. I went back to work full time in June of 2019. I was a far better therapist than I've ever been. And then um, we tapered off all my psych meds. My last psych med was September of 2019. And I haven't been in the psych ward yet and all is stable, all is well. Um, so that's, that's part of my story. Congratulations, Emily. That like, honestly, I, I hear lots of really powerful stories in and around this community, but to, to like to have nothing, to have nothing. And it's so inspiring. And, and it's the, one of the many reasons I wanted to bring you on. You've come into our Ananias life. You've become a dear friend and we haven't even had an opportunity to meet but it's the thing the thing about you is that you are so vibrant and for those who aren't watching um and I saw steak and butter girl ask you this question so I want to ask you like how how old are you 43 43 years young and the thing the way that you responded you said now that you've been reverse aging or like getting benjamin buttoning as I like to yeah. call it yes. you're, you're happy to tell people how old you are <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not a dirty question anymore. Um, I I love the look on their faces, especially uh, like at CrossFit. You know, like when I'm like you know doing all this stuff, you know, doing all these workouts and stuff, and then when they find out the rest of my story, that I actually have been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. 
Um, and I'm not supposed to be able to walk. Um, I'm supposed to be in a wheelchair or have a walker or an assistive device. Um, but I found that out um, three weeks into eating this way. So a logical person would say, oh, I started this all meat diet and now I'm hospitalized and diagnosed with MS. I need to stop. But it was that knowing inside of me. I knew that I was on the right track for my mental health and my physical health. And I went against the odds. I went against what the doctors were telling me to inject myself with. Um, and I believed, I didn't believe what the doctor said. I believed that I was going to heal. Um, and I did my last MS, uh, symptom was May 9th of 2019. I've had multiple MRIs, blood work, lumbar puncture. My last MRI showed no new MS activity. Wow. You don't, you don't get over that. <laughs> you don't. I, you're the first person I've ever met. And maybe, maybe explain what is multiple sclerosis just in a nutshell, because there's a lot of different terminologies for different diseases, but I, just to clarify, please. Okay. Just in layman's terms. Um, Cause that's pretty much the only way I can speak medically um, or scientifically. Um, but you, we have nerves and there's a myelin sheath around our nerves. And it's, um, it reminds me kind of like the protecting around like um, the wiring like um, the, the rubber protecting around wiring. Um, and it's made out of fat, but whenever you have MS, it deteriorates. And so those nerves are exposed. And I had pins and needles pain all over my body. And sometimes I would get electric shocks to my torso. It felt like someone, I mean, I don't know what a taser feels like, but I can imagine that it felt like someone tasered me in my abdomen shocking yeah and then i didn't have control of my legs or my my arms or my hands where like i would be holding a cup and i would just drop it um i i couldn't hold a like a, a pencil or a pen i would have to have like these different devices around it um i couldn't hold a fork um i was disabled um and it also affected my speech. I had delayed and slurred speech because there's, there's, if you think about it, like your whole body runs on, on nerves and, and if they, if they're afraid, if all the wires are frayed, everything goes haywire. Um, and I, my body stopped being able to tell my, my mouth to talk. And so I would go to tell my son, go take a bath and it would come out, go take a bath. And so I was just like completely disabled. Like I couldn't do that. I literally filled out the paperwork, went to my first interview, um, to apply for disability. Um, and, um, and I, I walked in with a walker to that appointment and thinking this is the end of my life. I'm going to be in a nursing home or I'm going to be in a psych ward. Um, and thankfully, um, I, it, neither of those was true. And I healed from both. Um, but what I have found is that it's fat that rebuilds that myelin sheath. And then it's like covers those nerves back up. And then my nerves are able to do what they're supposed to do just because they're protected. 
That's really interesting. And I wondered, in the interest of transparency, because people, you know, there's there's people that uh, have experience in healing and they give all the great news, right? And they're like, this is all the best thing in the world. And it's not that I want to focus on any negative parts, but is there any areas of development that you're still working through at the moment? Um, As far as my... uh, Psychologically, physically, mentally, emotionally, like anything that you feel that you could improve? I mean, yeah, but okay. You think the the way I think about it is here I was in 2018 and it was, it was devastating. I mean, it, it felt like the, the bottom of the pit and now everything is better than that. But at each level, I see that there's another level. And then at each level, I see there's another level. And so I am always growing. I am always getting better. I'm always getting better uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, I'm pushing my body now more than I ever have um, just with lifting weights and, uh, you know, running and stuff that I didn't think I was ever going to be an option for me. Um, But I've never gone back down to the pit ever. Now I haven't even had a bad day. Like that's, <laughs> that's so good. I've had like a oh that was that was a difficult moment or that kind of sucked, and then I just brush myself off and I just keep walking because nothing compares to the pit. The pit was just like this constant darkness of misery and no hope. And now that I've tasted the hope, I can't unsee it. I know it's there and I know it's going to remain. I can see how well I am intrinsically and everything else is just details. Well, this is, I'm going to ask you a very personal question. If you're happy to answer. Um, I think the steak and butter girl interview you did was about a year ago, Mm -hmm. give or take. And you were talking in that, in that uh, about the, the irregular irregularity of your period. Has that improved? No. That is, um, that is definitely still my next, uh, layer of health. Also, another layer of health is I don't believe that it's a sign of health that I can only eat two foods. I can only eat, um, regenerative grass fed grass finished beef and regenerative grass fed grass finished, um, fat. I can vary a little bit. I can go to a steakhouse. I can have eggs here or there. I can have dairy here or there, but I can't sustain on it. Like I feel best on that. And so I believe that there's still healing to go. I'm also doing, um, some different blood work, um, with, a, a naturopath of, you know, functional practitioner and finding that there's some imbalances in, uh, my hormones. Did carnivore cause that? No, I haven't had a regular period since 2007. Um, so this has been a problem. It's just another layer of my healing that is to come. And mark my words, today is uh, October 27th. Um, I bet you definitely within a year, I'll have my period back, maybe within six months. Okay, well, let's, uh, we'll bring you back. We're absolutely going to have you back anyway because we love you dearly. But 
um, that's a great great little challenge. And because you 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 were using an IUD as a uh, as birth control for a while, so there's there's some other nuances there that I just want to paint a picture for for anyone that's because the only the only person I feel that's going to really resonate with this kind of story is someone that's in tremendous amounts of discomfort, pain, anguish at the end of their tether. And one of the things that really struck out uh, when when I was watching some of the other interviews that you've done is that a lot of the questions you get around the you know the the uh, discipline around eating just that way. Can you explain why you find it easy? Um, I find it easy because um, it takes the guesswork out of it. Um, so I don't have to have that. Um, dialogue, that inner dialogue every morning and every day. Like, am I going to allow myself two pieces of cheese? Am I going to allow myself three pieces of cheese? Am I going to allow myself this keto dessert? Am I going to allow that? Like it's literally the same every single day. I eat beef and beef fat and it's, it's frozen and raw. And I'm so happy. Like I'm so satiated. Um, whenever I get to go out with family and go to a steakhouse, do I enjoy myself? Yeah. But I, it's like, I do it once a month and I'm like, yeah, okay. It's out of my system. You know, I I can't wait to get back. It's so funny. The next day after I go eat at a steakhouse, I can't wait to get back to my raw, uh, beef and beef fat the next day, Um, (laughs) which is hilarious. I love it. It is. It's it's, and, and people, people that don't know me just don't believe they're just like, that's, that's silly. That's ridiculous. Um, and I don't eat this way because I just, I want like a platinum, like carnivore card. Like I'm so cool. <laughs> you know, I eat raw. Um, and I, if, if you notice, um, I don't sit there with like raw steaks, like, you know, like acting like a, you know, cave woman. Um, I literally cut it into dainty little cubes and I eat it with chopsticks. Like I'm not trying to be this, like, um, you know, uh, clickbait, like, you know, shock and awe kind of a carnivore. This is just literally what happened. Um, and this is where I feel best. Well, I wonder if you could tolerate the Bragg's brand to a, um, an organic coconut amino, um, which is like a soy sauce. Have you, have I you can. been out? Oh, you I can. can, you can have that. Yes. Yes. That is like one of the very few things. That's so funny that you brought that up. That's one of the very few things that I can have. And I dip my fat in it. Because I was like, there's a Japanese flair to this thing. Because, well, as you know, my wife Anna is called a Japanese, so and we don't eat a lot of gluten. So it's and most soy sauce has gluten in it, unless it's gluten free, right? But it's full of soy and all the other crap. But um, it's delicious. We had it with some sushi last night. So it's really good. It's really yeah. good. No, I love it. I love it. And total random uh, fact: my son. With, I was making scrambled eggs for him and he goes, can you put some of your, 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 uh, your soy sauce on it? And I was like in your scrambled eggs. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I think it might be good. And I was like, okay, I, I go in the other room. I hand it to him and I'm in the other room and he goes, oh my goodness. And I was like, what? And he goes, this tastes like pancakes. And I was like, What? I said, it's literally just the coconut aminos and, uh, and I cooked it in butter and it's eggs. It's scrambled eggs. He goes, mom, taste this. I taste it. It tasted like maple syrup 
pancakes. Wow. I have no idea why, but it was so good. So if you ever have a craving for maple syrup pancakes on the carnivore diet, do that. Well, I do now. Uh, I have just reintroduced eggs into my diet after about an 18-month hiatus because I, I was pounding them. My carnivore diet was nowhere near as, as strict as yours, but I was uh, 99% animal protein with um, lots of eggs. I was probably eating eight 10 eggs a day, I reckon, for two, three years, and maybe two years. And then all of a sudden, I developed like this nauseating gag reflex, and I would vomit. Have you done any of the background into why some of the intolerances are coming up? Do you know what's going on there? No, um, I I do have a a guess that um, we have an inner knowing and that our subconscious um, protects us. And whenever you're sitting there and you're eating a food and you're gagging on it, that's literally your body telling you, no, like, don't eat this food, you know, eat this food. And so it's really hard whenever you're sitting there and you're craving Doritos and ramen noodles and you're like, oh, my body's telling me that I should eat ramen noodles. And (laughs) no, like use some common sense. But I think that our, our body tells us these things. Well, it's interesting, uh, and and one of the things I, that I really love about what you talk about, Emily, is this. Uh, I don't see this as being healthy, being so limited to this this very restrictive way of eating. And what it is, in my humble opinion, is this 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 knowing that you talk about, and the body just saying, "Hey, whatever's happened to this point, like did it did a number on me, and this is what we need to do in order to heal this." And, and like the fastest way, all right? And maybe there is another fast way of doing extended dry fasting, medically supervised dry fasting. I don't know the answer to that. But like for most people, this is way more sustainable, way more sustainable. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it mimics uh, fasting. Um, and I I believe that I don't know how sick I was. Um, there's still in my blood work, it still pops up a chronic underlying infection. And so my functional practitioner believes that it might be like the remnants of MS, um, that my body just kind of like walled it off and was protecting me from it. And now that I'm healing, it's like going, okay, come get this infection. Um, because it's still popping up and everything. Um, but for me personally, I'm just like, you know what, as long as I don't have symptoms and I, I literally get up and I go to CrossFit at like five in the morning, I meditate. I I get my son in the, uh, my eyes in the sun, my feet on the ground. I go all day. Like I'm, I'm doing well. And so I believe that it's just a process of me continuing to heal. But like I said, I don't feel like it's a sign of health yet. I don't think I've arrived. Um, I don't think it's a sign of health that I can't tolerate those foods. I should be able to process, um, you know, those other, other foods. Yeah, and you will get to a point because that's what happened to me and it's happened to a lot of other people. My my health issues, as I said, weren't anywhere near as severe as yours. And so maybe the healing process was faster. Uh, but it was still three years before I even introduced any grains, any 
you know, there was the occasional ingest ingesting of, um, you know, flour here and there, but like minuscule amounts. And I'm just thinking what it might be with, with this, uh, this inflammatory response or whatever showing up in the blood work, you've lost a lot of weight, right? How much, what's the total amount of body fat that you've lost? Um, 120 pounds. Which is <laughs> it's double what I lost, right? And then put some back on. Uh, 120 pounds, you're probably still burning body fat as well. And we know toxins store in the body fat. And I wonder if there's some legacy stuff that's still coming in the blood work because you are burning ketones as fuel. Absolutely. I believe that's that's very likely. Um, and I, you know what I also believe? We don't know. That's also we true. No. <laughs> we even when we get blood work, we don't know. We have the most amazing, intricate, uh phenomenal creations. And we're literally taking the this physical medical um uh access to be able to, you know, test urine, test saliva, test stool, test blood, you know, test all these things, but we have no idea what's going on inside of our bodies. Um, what I'm fighting. I mean, who knows, maybe I was going to die. Like maybe it's just a miracle that I lived. Um, and so I'm just happy. I'm happy that I get every day. Every day is a gift to me. And you've easily got one of the most brightest dispositions of any person of a man it's no coincidence that the people that are like this are all carnivore and i'm not saying that just to try and antagonize other people but all the best people i've ever met or had connections with are all eating this way and there's a it seems to be a fundamental connection to the universe to god whatever this isn't a religious context this is a spirituality thing and it makes sense when you look at some of the factors that when you remove things like fluoride and, and a lot of the crap that comes in, a lot of the food and water, that the pineal gland starts opening up, starts physically decalcifying, which is our spiritual connection, right? What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I believe, um, yes, we are physical beings, but we are just as much spiritual beings. And that physical can like get in the way of the spiritual, um, whenever we're blocked. Um, and, um, when I, when I go back to the pit, I mean, I literally couldn't have a hopeful thought. I didn't remember what it was like to experience joy. Like I, I, I didn't understand that. And whenever I felt it for the first time and I mean, probably since I was a child, um, cause I I've been just riddled with anxiety and depression for years. And so when I actually felt joy, I was just like, oh, like, what was that? And so I feel like whenever we're just, you know, bogged down with every, all of this physical stuff, we, we can't let our spirit like really come through. Um, but whenever we start peeling off the layers now, oh my gosh, you cannot put my light out. Like you literally can't, like I am Teflon and I am titanium. It doesn't matter what you say to me. It doesn't matter what my bank account says. It doesn't matter even what my body feels like. Like I can have a stomach ache and I'm like, oh, this will pass. Like it'll get better. Um, and I, 
I'm like the opposite of Eeyore now. Like I literally cannot have like a gloomy, like negative day. Um, it's, uh, and it's crazy because that was not me for the whole first 40 years of my life. Well, have you done any work or done any uh, research on Dr. Chris Palmer? Yes. Yes. I reached out to him. I was like, do you want to interview me? Do you want to interview a, a living, breathing example? But of course, he's super busy. I haven't heard back from him. But um, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he is. For context, he's a he's an adjunct professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School who has successfully treated one third of all his patients uh, that have type 2 bipolar, uh, suicidal ideology, schizophrenia, and a few other issues, one third of those patients into full remission using a ketogenic diet developed 120 years ago for epileptic children, another one third significant reductions in medication and uh, symptoms, and then a third no change at all apparently. So for more than a decade, I think. Um, the challenge is that when you work for an institution like Harvard Medical School, uh, they don't want to know about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to hear it, I'm sure. They don't want to hear it. But I'm sure there will, there will be people listening to this or watching this that will be would be interested in either maybe not to study you but to interview you. So if you have a podcast that, that and you have an interest in sharing this message because what – what we're saying, what was not what we're not saying here is that this is a panacea, right? This is another alternative to healing that you might not have heard about. And you have a living, breathing example of someone who is who's exemplifying that. So that's something that I would encourage people to do. And on that note, because you've got your own show as well, you've got your own podcast. What's that called? Yeah, um, it's uh, Emily Petten Inner Clarity System. Um, because I really don't feel that carnivore is the be all end all. Um, I feel that it's an incredible tool. Um, but you need to follow your inner clarity, um, that that is where you need to use to guide like you did with the eggs. You were like, Hmm, I think I need to stop eating eggs, you know? And if you were just like, I'm going to eat this and this is what I'm going to eat. Cause this is what so-and-so eats, you know, you, you gotta be on your own on your own uh, journey. Um, but another thing that I, I tell people is that, um, my bipolar, I'm still bipolar. My bipolar is not gone. It is managed. My MS is not gone. It is managed. I would, could go out tomorrow, eat an entire bag of Doritos, um, or, uh, 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 white potatoes. I could go out and eat some French fries and I would be depressed tomorrow. Wow. Tomorrow. I, I did it accidentally. I Not the Doritos, but um, I was making some home fries for my son and they were cooked in beef tallow, beef tallow, white potatoes. And we were doing this taste test and I was arguing with him on how to cook it and everything. And I should have just had him do the taste test. I did the taste test. I had nine French fries, three of each of the kinds. And the next day for 24, almost 48 hours, I was in bed depressed. And I was like, what is this? Like, oh my goodness. Um, and it was uh, fleeting. And I knew it was like, I, it was like going into a cave and you've got the guide rope. Like I never went back to the pit. 
but I was like sitting there going, Oh, this is depression. Okay. All right. I got the guide rope. I'm not going back. I'm going to keep eating the animal meat and the animal fat, but, uh, it's not resolved. It's just managed. Yeah. I'm excited for the future. Uh, cause you, you mentioned something about like laziness sort of being one of the guides for, for finding out the stuff. Cause it was kind of my, my attitude. It was like, I don't want to spend a whole life trying to figure this out. I can just do this elimination thing. Um, You'll get to a point, I, I know you will, where you'll be able to reintroduce. You'll choose not to. There's probably some things you'll never put in your mouth ever again just because of what's attached to it. But you'll get to a point where the body will be unbelievably robust, I believe. That's my that's my feeling, uh, which has its own challenges because, and this is just a heads up, right? So when you do the healing, let's say you build all this tolerance, and you can enjoy those things that we used to stuff because the the way that you used to eat <laughs> was very similar to how I used to eat at times. And you've been you haven't had this stuff for three, four, five, six years, and all of a sudden it's like woof. And then you stack on. You know, I've put on a heap of weight uh, in in the last ever since I got married in April in <laughs> April this year. I put on five kilos, like eleven pounds, and uh, and I had a good friend of mine who's a health coach out of Australia, Niall, rang me up yesterday and he said, he's from Ireland. He goes, Laban, can I be real with you for, for a minute? And I was like, sure, brother. What he goes, you're fat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. So I'm. this is an accountability post. I am getting my shit sorted. And it's because I've been reintroducing, you know, organic versions of like Doritos. We've been in the US and you can get a lot more options. I've been pigging out. Because I felt deprived. And when I grew up as a child, I grew up with nothing. So I always had that legacy, like, ooh, 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 you know, get get it down. So I just wanted to share that with you and get it off my chest. Well, and also I really think that the whole point of it being easy, like you were asking, like, you know, how do you how how do you do this? Is I have food freedom. Like I notice whenever, um, even whenever I go and um eat something like keto or something like that's accepted in like the carnivore world. It, it like opens up that beast inside of me. And I start thinking, Ooh, if I had that, then maybe I could have this. And if I had this, maybe I can have that. And it's just like all of these things I start thinking about. And so what I love is the food freedom that those foods aren't speaking to me. Like when I walk by the chips aisle, the Doritos aren't talking to me. The, the cream horns, there are these like pastries with like cream in the middle um, or the cupcakes. They're not talking to me anymore. They used to talk to me all the time. Like they would call my name. Oh my gosh, peanut butter. I used to sleep with a jar of peanut butter on my nightstand so that I could sit up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. and like down two tablespoons. Peanut butter doesn't talk to me anymore. Like it's just, it's not there. And so I love this food freedom. That is a brilliant way to describe it. It really is freedom because it's like this is what I eat, and the, and the rest doesn't matter. You're so inspiring, Emily. It really is like, and I, and I and I feel like I have let myself down with with this weight gain. Um, I'm very muscular underneath. Like I have put on quite a lot of skeletal muscle mass over the last few years. So, but that's not an excuse. I'm I am carrying way more weight than I should be, and it's not a great representation of who I am. Uh, and for me, it's out of alignment. 
right? You know, you interview people and you talk about your health journey and I lost all this weight and I put on all this muscle. Um, you've got to put your hand up at times and say, you know, and I put most of it back on. Uh, my health is is fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong. I've never been so energetic and positive and all the stuff that you're talking about as well. But um, it's out of alignment and I will correct that. So that's my commitment. Well, Laban, I do know a good coach. If you would, if you would like some accountability, um, and I, I think, I think you have her number. Oh, so is this? You could just, you could just text her, <laughs> and is she'll. This Emily, this is Emily. Yeah, just, just text me and just be like, "Hey, I'm on plan today," or "Hey, I'm not." And the whole point is accountability. The whole point is being transparent and telling me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Don't just text me and tell me I'm eating a steak and then not, I don't hear from you for three days. And then I'm like, oh, he's, he's elbow deep in the, in the, in the Doritos right now. <laughs> yeah. But they're organic. So let's talk about this for a minute. Cause you, you don't do the therapy anymore. You don't do the, the work you're now. What are you? What are you the best in the world at, by the way? I'm the world's best release coach. <laughs> oh, and what does that look like? Um, I help transform people from feeling broken to brilliant, to recognizing their true inner power. Um, because, um, honestly, it's not that they need to change anything inside of them. It's that they need to release all of this junk that is on them. And some of it is releasing childhood trauma, self-sabotage, um, negative self-thoughts, um, relational trauma, like there's so much that goes into this. It's not just about food. Um, and so, uh, that's what I do. Um, and I just, I hold space for people. I just, I allow them to be seen. Um, and, uh, I, I just connect with them on a regular basis. Well, would you, do you have a success story or a recent success story that you're, you're happy to share? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah, no, um, my, one of my favorite success stories is, uh, a, a lady who, uh, she remembers all the way from whenever she was a child of like, she has a picture of her when she was a child. And she said, I remember how uncomfortable that shirt was. Like she just remembers the way that it felt on her skin. And so her, she was constantly unnerved. She was constantly on edge. Um, and if anybody like touched her, she was just constantly had anxiety and tension. Um, and she just thought that was how she was. Um, and she, um, started working with me, um, started eating fatty animal meat. And the more fat she ate, the more, it, um, it cleared out the inflammation in her body it reduced the anxiety, it reduced the depression. And my favorite um, was she sent me a message one day and she said, um, we were, we were driving to go on a hike and my husband reached over in the car and put his hand on my knee and I didn't move. I didn't push him off. I wanted his hand there on my knee. And that's so simple. Like, that's just such a simple joy of, you know, being in a, a union and, and being in a marriage. And she had to like, literally like brace herself whenever her husband would touch her 
not because he was a creepy person, but because she had so much going on already inside of her. She, her sensory was on overload. And now she was able to allow her husband to put his hand on her knee while he was driving. And she said she remembers going on the hike with, and their son was there and she was laughing and joking with her son. And he just was like, this is a good day, you know? Um, So very simple things, but that was everything to her. And she was, she was bawling, like as she was writing the message and she was just like, "I, I got me back. I had no idea that this was even possible. Oh, I love that so much. Is there, do you have an ideal person that, that would benefit from working with you? Yeah, um, definitely the people who feel like they are hopeless, um, that they're worthless, um, that they have nothing to give. Um, my superpower is love. Um, I'm able to love even the worst of the worst. Um, it doesn't matter how horrible you feel that you are. Um, I am able to create a space where you feel safe to be seen. And then I'm able to show you your brilliance and how amazing you are. And it just snowballs from there. I mean, it it's just amazing how once people see even like an inkling of their value, it multiplies and then it multiplies and then it multiplies. And they're like, oh my gosh, look what I did. It's been, you know, three months. Look what I did in three months. Like they, they literally transform before my very eyes just by me loving them. Well, I feel that love whenever you and I are on a call or on a phone call and there's zero judgment either, which I think is a real, really important part of, of who you are. Judgment has no place. It has, it has no place. No place. Like it's not, there's no, um, it's, it's not efficient. It's literally, you can get like 10 times more done with love than you ever could with like, come on, suck it up. Like, you know, you could do better than that. 10 times more done with love. Let's talk about love. Uh, you don't love salt anymore. I don't. What happened? What happened? Um, And one of those darn Aussies. (laughs) Um, I have a friend, uh, Ian, uh, where I'm actually going to interview with him uh, in a couple of weeks. But um, he uh, has just followed my journey um, on Instagram. And every once in a while, he'll send me uh, articles about MS, like encouraging me, like, you're on the right track. Like, you're right. You know, it's the animal fat that's helping with the MS. And he stumbled across this article about salt and its correlation with MS. And I read it and that darn knower inside of me went off and went, you don't need salt and you might be better without salt. And I was just like, huh? So I I met with, I met with Ian on zoom and I was just like, do you think like it's safe for me to try this? And he was just like, I don't know. You don't know until you try. Um, and so I did it and, oh gosh, I think it was a month and a half ago. Like it's been a long time and I just feel, I feel even better. And I, I know that sounds ridiculous. Um, but I feel even better. Um, and also I found that the salt kind of like brings out that like cravey, you know, beast in me. 
um, and not having it, it's like, it's like, I'm starving that guy. Like he just, he can't even like lift his head anymore. He, I'm just, I'm winning. I'm absolutely winning. That's interesting. So I've, well, I shared with you, I gave up caffeine a month ago. Uh, after a plant medicine ceremony, and as a side note, one of the first things they do after you finish the ceremony, well, at least from our guided shaman lady, was to go and eat meat because meat's very grounding. And I was like, because they ask you to be vegetarian for a week before you do it, and I was like, whatever, I'm not doing that. I just, so I just fasted for 48 hours beforehand and had a powerful life-altering experience. And the caffeine craving went no side effects nothing i heard caffeine can cause dehydration and electrolyte imbalances so maybe it's time for me to try this no salt thing as well we live in a very tropical part of the world here in mexico now what what advice would you give me or someone in my situation i would say go slow um i did try it um because it was it was just a random uh, Instagram post, uh, oh my gosh, it must've been 2009, no, 2020. So two years ago. Um, and I quit cold Turkey and my body was not ready. Um, it revolted. Um, I got the most deep, deep bone pain in my hips. And it was just like, like, I was just like bracing. Like it was just this crazy dehydration, weird feeling like my body was not okay. And that was in 2020. So that's why when Ian presented this to me in 2022, I was just like, I tried that. And then it was that knowing that knowing inside of me that was just like, I think you're ready. Em. And I was just like, okay. And so I was willing and ready to do it gradually. Um, and I did it gradually, I think for the first, like, I would say 48 hours. And then I was just like, I got this. And I, and I, I didn't look back and it's been like a month and a half. I had no symptoms. I had no problem. I just transitioned right out of it. Um, now when I have salt, I'm like, mm, ah, you know, like that's a little too salty. Um, I, I don't really enjoy it, um, now anymore. Um, I just enjoy my meat. So we're not saying to cut out um, salt because there there will be a lot of sodium in the food that you're eating and potassium yes. and magnesium and, and you know iron and all this other stuff. So I wonder what it is because it, it when you think about it, like putting salt over everything doesn't make a lot of evolutionary sense, does it? Like if you're out in the jungle somewhere or I don't know, like what have you been? What do you reckon is the result? I have no idea. Um, I really don't. Um, I, I mean, I can't imagine that they carried around like salt with them. I mean, I think it's possible, but I, I, I think it would be really difficult to mine salt and there's gotta be areas. I know that there's areas that don't have salt. Um, and so, um, I do know that, that, that I'm getting enough sodium in my meat. Um, and so maybe that's also a problem, um, for some people is that maybe if they're not getting as good quality, of meat um, and fat, maybe they're not getting enough sodium. Um, so I really don't know. Okay. So that's a good segue. So you, you mentioned earlier, regeneratively farmed grass fed grass finished is your preferred 
What advice would you give to people that are looking to start doing this? Um, to start where you're at, um, at, I, I started carnivore on food stamps. Um, and so that, that was just where I was at. Um, I was eating out of the grocery store. Um, but then, um, whenever I was making enough money and I, I wasn't on food stamps anymore, um, I still had a tight budget. Um, but what I did was I looked at my budget and I, I, I saved and I knew that I had a hundred dollars and I went to my local farmer and I said, I am going to, I'm going to commit to come back to you next month and the next month and the next month. How much can you give me for a hundred dollars? And I just started there and it might just be ground beef that you start at. And then you might be able to get roasts, you know, cause honestly, like it's, it, you might need to get the cuts that they don't sell as easily um, to get it more affordable. Um, and look, I was shocked. It was, uh, I believe 18 miles from me, uh, was the, the closest farm. And I was just like, I had no idea it was right here. Um, and you'll be surprised when you look. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about developing a relationship with your rancher or your farmer or the butcher. And that's certainly what I did. And, um, shout out to Gary, at, uh, Gary's quality meats. Um, in back in Melbourne, that man and his team there was so generous, <laughs> ridiculous. And he, but I think a lot of it had to do with my my energy because he he could see that I was thriving and I became this unofficial brand ambassador for us. You know, we'd be standing next to other people at the, the at the line, and I'd say, "You need to buy those steaks." Like, and and he'd he'd sell more because I'm telling these people I, I didn't have any stake in the business at all, but. Um, that helped tremendously, particularly during challenging periods. And you don't need to eat ribeye, prime ribeye every time, do you? No, I don't. Uh, and you'd be surprised how every cut of steak is tender when you eat it raw. Is it really? <laughs> like it doesn't matter. The only is thing I really? can't <laughs> eat, the only thing I can't eat is brisket. That fat, there's something about that fat. You just, I just cannot eat it raw. It is just like rubbery. Um, but every other cut roast, uh, sirloins, like everything, um, you can eat it. No problem. I was going to ask you what you've eaten today, but you're on a fast. <laughs> I am on a fast right now. Yeah. Why, why are you fasting? Why are you fasting? <clears throat> well, I'm fasting for spiritual reasons. Um, but, um, I'm all about, um, doing everything efficiently. And so I recognize that it's, it's possible that it will help reset my hormones and something with my body. I am still chasing my period. Um, I am just, I, I, cause I really see that as a sign of health and 43, I shouldn't, I should still be able to have my period. Um, and so, uh, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I can reset my hormones, um, and, uh, and go ahead and starve whatever this is, this infection, and then also I got my results back from my stool test and I have bacteria um, in my stool. And so, or in my, I think large intestine, something. Um, so I'm just, I'm ready to just like starve all the bad things. Um, and I feel so good when I fast. I love it. I love fasting. And what day are you on now? Um, two. Day two. <clears throat> so, and I think you said that you, that you will as a backup, have some fat if you oh, need yeah. to. Oh, yeah, two ounces. Going. I allow myself to have two ounces. Or if I have a carnivore bar, um, 
the carnivore bar. I will, I will have one of those a day okay. if I need to, but, um, I just, I ran out, I just ran out. So I just eat, I'll eat like two ounces of fat if I need to, um, just to get me through. Which is, and look, this is just Emily's approach. Like it's, it's just, however, you've got to <clears throat> become super in tune with your body and, and uh, not be dogmatic in your approach and not blindly follow the advice of influencers out there. There's some brilliant information out there, you know, from Emily, from myself, from all kinds of people, but you've got to figure out that knowing. I think it's the, the key to it really, isn't it? It's everything because, um, you know, you could literally go off a cliff following somebody else. I mean, I I, I can't tell you how many people that, you know, whenever I started eating more fat, um, they would send me a message and they're like, okay, so if fat is so important, then how about I only eat fat and I never eat protein. <laughs> and I'm like, stop. It's like, people have to go from one extreme to the other. And you just have to find the way, the balance between all of the chaos. And you have to find your way. I can't, you know, I, I have so many clients who they'll come to me the first week and they get so pissed working with me because I don't give them a food plan. And I ask them, what do you, what is your body telling you that you need to eat? What is your body when you eat it? What is your body um, saying? Yes, this is a good food. And they're like, Oh, you want me? And I'm like, yes, you're the one inside there. I'm not inside your body. I don't know what your reaction is. Um, and then that empowers them to make their own decisions. Cause I don't want them to be reliant on me for a food plan for the rest of their life. I want them to know how to navigate their own eating and their own um, knowing of, of what their body is telling them. You really are the world's best release coach, right? And that you're releasing them to, for, for freedom. All right. I think we've worked up enough of the ladder. People are going, just let me know how to contact this bloody woman. I want to start this journey. How do people find you? emilypenton.com that was easy do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience today no just to start where you're at and to remember that nature has grace um i started this when i was 40 years old and i did nothing right with my nutrition or my mental health <laughs> for 40 years and now i'm knocking it out of the park um, and so you can do this. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how many bad decisions you made. It doesn't matter how many bad marriages you've had. <laughs> you, you can, you can totally, um, remember and operate and know that nature has grace and the best is yet to come because you're not broken. You're brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, Emily Penton. Seven days a week and 24 hours. Yup, I got the business saying this boy sure is up to something. Why don't you come and listen? Just don't hit the power button. They say I'm crazy when I say I got the superpowers. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this if you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free 
five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.